Everything you hear in this episode is fair use, Creative Commons license. Welcome back to episode 183 of the Alpha Male Buddhist from Brooklyn podcast. I'm your host, Miguel. Today's topic is going to be a very interesting one, and it's going to cover natural law. And for those of you who do not know what natural law is, it's, I guess you could say it's akin to like the seven hermetic principles but this, these are the seven principles of natural law. And there's great overlap. It's basically the same exact thing. And I, I have covered hermeticism to some degree in some of my older episodes. And uh, it's, it would be a good idea to you know do a little bit of research on that. But the only thing you have to be careful with on that hermeticism is once you get past the principles, it gets a l- starts getting a little creepy and borderline demonic, I guess you could say. Uh but yeah, we're, we're going to discuss that. And there's a speaker that covers that very well. And his name is Mark Passio. He's a speaker out of Philly. He's been around for years. I've been listening to Mark. Very intense. If you're easily offended or if you, you know, don't, you know, can't handle a very, very powerful, strong speaker, don't listen to Mark Passio. The guy is like over the top. But I listen to him. He's, he's, he's amazing. And I've learned a lot, especially when it comes to natural law. I've really learned a lot on the subject. So 
right now, as we uh, before we get into the episode, we're going to do a little um, show notes. And I've opened up a new Telegram forum, so you can go there and exchange ideas. It's really nice. I kind of just discovered it recently. So what happens is, let's say that there's a video that you think is really good. You know, you just copy and paste it from YouTube or wherever you watched it and go into Telegram and paste it in there and automatically the video pops up. It's it's great because you can give feedback, comments, and it's a great forum to exchange ideas. So the address, actually before I even get into that, I've updated my Instagram page, my main page, and I've updated my subreddit, which I have a subreddit. I'll get into that now. But if you go to my Instagram, I have a link tree and on that link tree I have the new Telegram and the new Alpha Male Buddha subreddit and, you know, my podcast and, you know, my, my homepage. So a lot of my information, my contact is on there, I, I believe. So yeah, it's all there on the, on the link tree that I have on my subreddit and on my Instagram. So I would highly encourage you guys to go onto the um, Telegram and which seems to be more active than all of them and just put whatever clips, but don't, Let's not get into puppy videos and stuff like that. This is, you know, from this community, you know, we're into the knowledge, okay? If there's something that's super cool and that you feel that the listeners would, would like or whatever, then just pop it up there. I mean, we don't take it that seriously. We have to laugh and have fun too. So, you know, it is what it is. Let's play with it. I'm, I'm really new. I've only known about Telegram now for, for about a week or so. Took me a couple of hours to figure it out, but I kind of, I think I got it. And uh, if there's any garbage, anything hateful or anything like that, it's going to get deleted. And uh, there's actually one listener. His name is Kyle. Last name S. I don't like to give up people's names, but he's active on there, man. And he puts on some 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 good clips. And we got into a little dialogue. He's really open minded. He's a really cool dude. So Kyle, shout out to you, man, for hopping on there and, and growing and contributing with the with the podcast and the Alpha Mabuse community. It's great. And there's another cat, uh, his name is DJ Vaporub. He's like one of my, and I'll say it again, DJ Vaporub. You got you got it right. He's a cool dude out of Malaysia. And uh, he was like one of my original listeners. And we had some exchanges online. And, you know, he's really, really young dude, but he's super smart, man. Super smart. So shout out to you, um, DJ Vaporub, out there in Malaysia. And 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 uh, I want to see you contribute a little bit more to the, uh, to the Telegram, uh, DJ, right? So that, now I'm going to give you the information on that. The address for my, again, you have the link tree there that will give you all that, but it's, it's, uh, I'll read out the whole thing like a boomer, right? So it's HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash T dot M-E, like Tom dot M-E forward slash alpha male Buddhist. So I'll repeat that. It's T period, M-E, forward slash, Alpha Male Buddhist. The address for my link tree also is Alpha Male Buddhist Pod, P-O-D, right? So you can get it there. So we're going to we're gonna get into these principles, and I really want to uh, put this out there because this, this specific topic covers pretty much everything that I get into as far as all-encompassing uh, way of looking at the world, you know? So it's important that, that, that we get into these principles right now. So again, my email is alphamalebuddhist at gmail.com. Let's get into the show. The word principles, let's define it. Let's look into the etymology of the word principles. The word principles come from the Latin word principia. Principia means first, 
foremost, leading, chief, or most necessary. It is that which matters most, the first things, before anything else can be understood. It's like a blueprint for your thought process. Principles have to come first. And even animals have principles in their own kingdom way. For an example, when a, a pack of wolves, let's say they they uh, harvest a deer or they kill a deer or some other animal, all of the other wolves move to the side and they let the alpha male and the alpha female get the liver and eat the liver first. And it's kind of a savage way, but that's the way, uh, you know, of... of of this planet, the way of life. Life sustains life, as, as it's once said. But even they have principles in that the alpha male and female eat the liver first. Because the survival of that pack depends on their ability to lead. Wolves don't have safe spaces. So this knowledge of the seven, seven principles has been very much hidden and occultized. Or simply what occult means is hidden from vision. Now it's time to bring it out so that everybody can see really to a large degree the way the leading class or the ruling class, they, they conform with the hermetic principles. So this is kind of like their blueprint or their operating system on how things goes. Now they keep it away from us. They don't want us to have this knowledge. It's kind of like that Robert Greene book. That's uh, what's the name of that book? Uh, 48 Laws of Power by Robert Greene. That I did, again, I've done some episode. I did an episode on that. That would be episode 26. And the title of that episode is 48 Laws of Power, Modern Day Machiavelli. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, that that book is banned from all prisons. You, you connect the dots. You figure it out. But the fact that these principles have been hidden is destroying the fabric of our society, of our culture, of our world. And it, again, it's about time to bring this to light so that people can understand these principles. Yes, including the Bible, the teachings of Jesus, Buddhism, and all those things, but this, these principles um, will supplement and shed more light on all of the teachings that you've studied. So regardless if, if you're an adept, if you've done a lot of studying and research, or you're kind of just starting out, this is definitely, I, right off the top, I would tell you, you know, read the Bible, uh, New Testament, read uh, the book of Proverbs, Book of Ecclesiastes in the Bible, which is the wisdom of Solomon. Read the 48 Laws of Power. Read, re, when I say read, listen to it on, on YouTube. Again, some of these things are getting hard to find. So if you go to my website, alphamalebuddhist.podbean.com, you know, you'll see my link tree there, but you'll also see the episodes that of stuff that I've, actual talks that I've uploaded onto my podcast, like we're doing an introduction. And then I would play, let's say, the um, Upanishads, which is another book you should read, Upanishads, Vedic, Hinduism. Can't find it online or very hard to find. Uh, go on my website and I play, you know, the whole full, you know, the whole book, right? One little trick that I'm doing that I find helps me a lot is I go to DuckDuckGo. And I might even go into Incognito and then DuckDuckGo and type it in and then hit videos and you can a lot and you'll see a lot of stuff that's hidden from youtube that's buried down in youtube in there for example um there's a video by mike rivero who has a podcast he's an older guy but man he's got a heart of gold mike rivero he's an og you know but he did this movie i don't know 10 years ago and it's called all wars are banker wars um 
you can find that in my telegram also it's like the last thing i posted all wars of bank was even kyle said that uh it's a, it's a great video that he's watched it many times you know so again really important to get into these principles so that you can change and have effect in your life to do the things that you need to do so let's let's continue with these principles we're we're still on the first you know we're going to get into the first one right now and it's so evident that you're seeing it right now because our society does not put principles first. Society has long time ago forgotten about this. What society is more concerned about right now is, as, as I keep repeating, social media, greed, ego, attachment to the material, okay? And that's that's not really where it's at. And people are quickly beginning to find that out right now with everything that's going on. There is a moral obligation to bring this information to the public now. So let's get into it. The first principle is the principle of mentalism. And what that dictates is that the first principle is mind, that everything originates in mind, finishes in mind, and is actually perceived by us through the mind. And it's really interesting because my last episode I recorded was on uh, Buddhism and the Buddhist teachings, the Four Noble Truths and the uh, Eightfold Path. And I did a couple of quotes. I read the first couple of lines of the Dharmapada, which are, are Buddha's words directly. And the first passage, the first sentence in the Dharmapada, which is called the Twin Verses, which is the first chapter. The first words, the first sentence of the Dharmapada is, all that we are is what we think. It's with our thoughts that we create the world. And then I'll loosely translate. Uh, if you... If you exist with a, a hateful mind or a negative mind, then your your life is going to be consumed with negative. And if you think positively, then, you know, your life is going to reflect that positive that you have in you. So if you go to my last episode, episode 182, um, I, I get into it real deep then. You can have, you know, a good understanding and see how these two, uh, the seven principles of natural law and Buddhism, you know, they tie together perfectly. So the principle of mentalism, number one. So again, mentalism. All, everything in creation is actually a manifestation of mind. For anything to exist, thought had to manifest at first. And then it comes into reality. It manifests after it has been thought. The universe itself is a mental construct of the creator. Thoughts lead to the manifestation of things and events. Thoughts create conditions. Most people, their thoughts and their emotions are driving their actions. And as I've stated over and over and over again, 90, I believe it's 95% of all of your actions come from your subconscious mind and scripts from the subconscious mind, like scripts from the matrix. And they run your life and your activity and you're not even aware of it. I used the... Uh, the metaphor, have you ever been driving your car for, let's say, five hours, and finally you get to your destination, you hop out and you say, where have I been for the past five hours? It's like you were like totally blank. And what's happening is at that point that your subconscious mind was actually driving the car because it's so routine. And then what happens, the sad thing is there's people that they live their lives that way. It's not necessarily driving a car for five hours and saying, where have I been? No, they live their lives with the script running underneath everything, and then they wonder why... They're sitting in a puddle of their own piss, naked, eating Cheetos on a beanbag, watching reruns of Gilligan's Island because they're Gilligans themselves. They don't know how to get away from that. And again, I don't want to be harsh on people, but 
the whole point, if you're listening to this show, is to evolve and move forward and 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 take charge of your own life and take care of your family. You know, on and on, yada, yada, what I always expound, you know, but it's it's so true that people don't even realize that their thoughts and their actions and, and their mind actually is being run by the subconscious mind. And that's why it's so important to understand this first principle of, of, uh, of principles of principia, you know, of first things that we have to affect in our life. And that's our thinking. It's really important. And it's the first, that's why it's the first principle, the first, uh, first code of natural law. Now, the second principle of natural law is the principle of correspondence. And what the law of correspondence dictate is that which is above is like that which is below. And again, that's that hermeticism. And I'll just put this little note out there. There's that um, Baphomet, which is like half man, half woman, half goat, you know, with horns and stuff, which is satanic. And he's pointing up and he's pointing down at the same time. And it says, as above, so below. So the one thing that's really important, and some people get thrown off because I had this conversation with a close friend of mine. If they, and I say it all the time, they might listen to a speaker or, or, or someone and they'll agree literally with 90% of what that speaker is saying. But then at the end of their speech, they go, oh, go Trump or something like that. And they're going to write or something, whatever. And they're going to write off everything that this guy said, even though 90% of what he said was fire, was really feeding them. They were learning from it. But then they're going to write him off. Can't do that, you see, because what's going to happen is you're going to, you're never going to reach that point of clarity and ability to see the world the way it really is. Because what you're doing is you're cherry picking and picking and choosing things that you like and that make you feel cozy, like fluffy slippers. You can't do that. You got to trample through shit sometimes to get to the gold nuggets, you know, and it, it's, it's very, very true. You know, it's kind of like, I guess there's some comedians that they're really not that funny, but every once in a while they come up with a really great line. And those great lines are so funny that you actually have to watch the dude to, to get them little nut, pull them little nuggets out of it. But there are very, very close ties between yin and yang, you know, op, uh, opposites because, if you listen to that and, and somebody says, hey, you know, that's that's that whole Baphomet as above and so as above, so below, and they're gonna like write off all of these principles when that's wrong. You have to see actually what's being expounded there. When you have to, you'll feel in your gut when you're treading down the wrong path when they start um I'll be honest with you, one of the things that they really do is they start talking about light. And I know I talk about light and photons, but this gets right to my point. But light is from Lucifer because he was son of the morning star, okay? And he blew a trumpet and the sun rose. So what happens is, and again, I'm straying off the subject, but this is kind of important when you get into these topics. What a lot of, I don't want to use the word Freemasons, but what a lot of these Illuminati or uh, what do they call it? Mystery Babylon type religions that go back to Babylon in ancient Egypt. What they say happened in the Garden of Eden was that God, our God, Jehovah God, was trying to keep Adam and Eve imprisoned in the garden. And the one that wanted to free them was Lucifer with light because the knowledge of good and evil. So it's the tree of eternal life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. There you go with the knowledge and him being, you know, light, you know, his name being Lucifer. Luce in Latin is light. Look it up. So it gets very tricky and stuff. But when you know you're treading into some 
stuff that's satanic or bad is that they start talking about how this entity, and they, they Adonai, and they have all of these different terms, and they'll say that he was teaching man, and he was showing man the light. You got to be like real careful, and you got to listen to them words real carefully. If you're kind of new to this, it's cool because you're kind of just learning, but listen very carefully what's, what's being spoken, because it, when it starts glorifying man and saying that man had the light, and as a result of him having the light, and, having, and another one is knowledge, okay? Um, again, it's hard to explain because I've been following this a long time, but you know, if you got your training wheels on spirituality and knowledge, just take, take some little notes on this one. Okay. So now again, we're getting into the uh, law of correspondence. That which is above is like that, which is below. So the above is the macrocosm or the big picture. Like the universe is the macrocosm. And then the microcosm would be, let's say the planet earth or your backyard. So the macrocosm is the large the universe and the microcosm individuated units which comprise the macrocosm they are mirror reflections of one another i'll repeat that they are mirror reflections of one another they cannot be separated from each other as one goes the other goes the universe is actually a holographic system you all know what a hologram is it's an image that's generated by lasers and I think it has like five lasers, whatever angles that you want to get of that image, whatever it might be, they'll have a unique laser on it. So it might, some of them may have, the more lasers, the more clear the holographic images. And it's an image of the whole, but if you walk behind it, you can see the back. If you look underneath it, you can see underneath. And it's almost like lifelike. It's like really four-dimensional. Or is that three-dimensional? <laughs> Here's the very interesting thing about a, a real hologram. Let's say you have a cube that's a hologram, and you cut it, and it has a picture, you know, there's a picture of your, your dog, your black Labrador retriever in there, right? And that one hologram, and that one cube. And you take that cube, the holographic cube, and cut it into four equal pieces. Each of the four pieces will have the whole dog on it individually, just the way it was on the large cube before you cut it when it was in one piece they're all going to be identical but interestingly enough those individual those four pieces are not going to have the same amount of detail they'll have the same exact image but it will have less detail it will have each piece will have uh 25 percent of one quarter of the detail because it lost it when you divided it into four which is like some crazy stuff really interesting everything is contained in the smaller parts which is like the reality that we're living in right now our universe is a holographic one. So the universe is inside the individual. God is inside the individual. And the entire universe is like an individual. They are reflections of one another. Now, the law of correspondence also dictates that our universe is fractal in nature. Now, if you studied fractals, fractals are self-similar mathematical generated patterns. You can see it in the Fibonacci sequence and the Fibonacci spiral, like the horn of a ram. Or if you take a pine cone and you look at it from either directly from the top or the bottom, the way the spiral on that pine cone goes, it's a seashell. It's like just so it's so much expressed in nature. This Fibonacci sequence. Another way to look at correspondence is when you look at an atom. An atom has a nucleus, and then it has positive and negative charges, protons and electrons that orbit around the nucleus so if you look at that that's a fractal of our solar system with the sun in the middle and then the planets 
rotating or orbiting around an axis around the sun, just like the nucleus has the protons and electrons orbiting around that. And if you look at the universe, not the universe, our galaxy, again, it's a spiral with a center and then everything perfectly spiraling around. And I guarantee that if you look at the universe and everything, I'm sure that that's all spiraling. And what it is, it's, it's fractal. And it's really interesting because you should go uh, on the internet and just look up fractals. And it's a thing where you'll see like a pattern that's like a shape that's kind of like a paisley. It's hard to explain what the paisley is, those of you who know. And it's not a circle, but it's kind of like a, a cert, like a comet, like the way it swishes, whatever. But when you're looking at a fractal, you'll zoom into the fractal and you'll see this one distinct pattern. And as you zoom in further, you're going to see that same pattern repeating and repeating, but it never ends. It's really amazing, man. But I would, if you don't know what it is, man, go on YouTube and type in fractals and it's going to blow your mind. That is the law of correspondence. The big is made up of the small and the small is made up of the big. Or the big is comprised of the small. And then the small has the big already in it, the larger. So the universe is holographic and the universe is also fractal. It's self-similar along all scales of its existence. Now, the third principle is the principle of vibration. And what the law of vibration dictates is there is no such thing as rest. Everything in creation is constantly in vibration, in the state of vibration or frequency, frequency of the vibration. So what that means is death is simply an illusion because true death would be the cessation of all motion and energy. There is no such thing. Everything is in motion and everything has a frequency or vibration. You will never see anything in nature that is at complete rest. Even a piece of wood, a stone or whatever, there is some type the movement uh, or there's some type of energy movement within everything in creation. And one of the other ways really to look at it is it's kind of hard to explain, but they say um, if you look at an object, let's say a brick or a block of metal or a medicine cabinet, what a microphone, whatever you're looking at, if you zoom in close enough, they say that I think it's 90% of it is empty, like void, but the vibration or the resonance of that object that makes it solid is that energy is not so much at a state of rest, but it's in, it's in a state in the form of that brick or whatever hard object that is. But they say, if you look at it very closely, it's like, I think 95% hollow and void, void in the sense of, you know, this just empty space there. And it's just the way that these molecules and these atoms are, vibrating is what gives it the illusion, I guess, of being a, a solid piece or a solid mass. But all of this is taking place at such a minute atomic level that we really cannot perceive that. We don't see it, so we don't understand it. We don't believe it. We don't even know it exists. But it's what, the way it is. so interesting that some of these ancient principles, these things go back 2,000, 3,000 years ago, even more. And they were able to figure all of this out back then. Everything moves and everything vibrates. And at the most fundamental level, everything is pure vibratory energy. 
simply manifesting itself in different ways and different expressions of nature. The universe has no true solidity as such. Matter is simply energy in a state of vibration. There's a scientist, John Hutchinson, I guess about 20 years ago. Uh, some people say he's a quack, but I watch the videos and guys, guys right on the money. John Hutchinson, he was levitating like bowling balls and stuff like that. It's harder to find in videos these days. They're kind of covering it up, but levitating real objects with vibration. And he, he was explaining how he did it. And it's akin to, I don't know if you've seen it on YouTube or videos where they'll take sand or some kind of powder, powder, uh, powder, whatever. And then they'll put it on a metal plate and they'll vibrate the plate at a certain frequency and it'll form different patterns. And as they change the vibration, the resonance of, you know, the of the frequency of the, of what the vibration they're pumping through it, the thing changes pattern. And they're all like uh, geometric geodesic type patterns that are like beautiful. You know, it's, it's geometrical patterns. It's, it's amazing. John Hutchinson, check it. So the universe has no true solidity as such. Matter is simply energy in a state of vibration. So nothing is truly solid. We are spirit having a human experience. The whole universe is spiritual having an experience in solidity. So that's how you kind of look at the principle of vibration. Now we get into the principle of polarity. This is the fourth principle of natural law, the principle of polarity or opposites, like a, like a yin and yang, you know, within, within the large dark, you see a little patch of, of white. And within the large patch of white, you see a little patch of dark or black and white is yin and yang. You know, opposite ends of the same spectrum. Everything has a dual nature to it. There are polarities in everything that exists. Everything has its poles and everything has its pair of opposites. However, if you really look at it, opposites are identical, but they're different in degree. I'll give you an example of what that means. So if you look at heat or temperature, are they really different or are they just a reduction of the heat? So as you reduce the heat, it gets colder and colder. So the base is, let's say, boiling hot. And as you reduce the heat, which is the same element, uh, as you reduce the heat, let's say on water, and you reduce it more and more and more, that water will freeze. Now, it's the same thing that's changing, but it's the degree. Again, in this instance, it would be heating energy, the energy of heating but as you reduce that energy of the heating and you reduce it and you reduce it, it will, the, let's say water again will actually freeze, but nothing really has changed. It was just the variation or the reduction of the heat. So at our level of perception, we see them as we perceive them as being opposites, but at the fundamental level, they're just variations of degree. This, this instance, variation in degree of heat as measured in temperature but it's variations in heat. Extremes can meet, they can bend and spiral or do whatever they do, but at the end of the day, they're the exact same thing, expressed in a different way. Again, just like the yin and yang, which is masculine and feminine, up and down, hot and cold, good and bad. And again, as I said before, you know, within the black, you see a little patch of white, and within the large patch of white, you see a little patch of black just varying degrees. I really love that Taoism. Everything which is seemingly contradictory can be reconciled. At the unified field level, everything is pure consciousness. Now, the fifth principle of natural law is the principle of rhythm. 
So the principle of rhythm dictates that everything flows out and in, just like the tide of the ocean, just like the phases of the moon, everything flows in a rhythm. All things rise and fall rhythmically. If you look at a pendulum that's swinging, the tendency of the pendulum to swing to the right is exactly equal to the tendency of the pendulum to swing to the left in rhythm. Now, real specific to rhythm, it's one of the laws that consciousness can have a real direct impact on. Perfect example is that let's say you're trying to row a boat in the ocean and you're rowing that boat against the tide. So the tide is coming in, the tide is getting high and you're trying to row the boat out into the ocean. You're going to be fighting against that high tide that's coming in. But if you adjust your consciousness and realize and recognize that you're fighting against the tide, you would wait for the rhythm of that tide or the rhythm of the ocean to change so that you can then row out and the tide will actually help bring you out because you recognize that rhythm and you recognize that pattern in the nature. So you actually utilize that you, you delayed gratification. You didn't get out right away the way you wanted to, but you delayed everything. You observed this pattern, this rhythm, and then you took it to your own advantage. This is kind of like a metaphor for just, you know, how to, how to look at rhythm and how to look at uh, life in general. So it's pattern recognition. And I always say, you know, the most, one of the most important things is pattern recognition and timing. And in this instance, trying to row against the tide, you, the guy recognized the pattern and the timing because they were both happening at the same time and utilized that rhythm to his own favor. Be able to row the boat out and actually have the tide take, help him take the boat out. The tide went from being a protagonist or fighting against you to helping you. Check that out. Another example I always like to use is, let's say, and this has happened to me a million times. I've had coworkers and people I work with, and even me myself. You'd be on a job and you want to ask for a raise or you want to ask for like a certain amount of days off or just something that's really, really important for you. And your boss comes in and he's in a bad mood and he just lost a big account and all that stuff recognize that pattern and recognize that timing and don't ask for anything at that point. The next day, you know, you could see the boss, you know, he, he was able to get resolution on whatever issue or he got a new account or the old account came back and he's whistling Dixie. He's happy walking around the office and you say to yourself, you know what, let me get to him right now and say, Hey boss, you know, how's that old, uh, account, whatever that happened. And you know, he got it back. Oh yeah, I got the uh, I got the account back. Everything is good. Oh man, that's great, boss. That's great. Hey, listen, you think I can get next uh, uh, Friday and Monday off? You know the Friday and Monday thing. Yeah, yeah, you could take Friday and Monday off. And right there, you know, you 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 were able to recognize that pattern and the timing, and you made it work to your advantage. Most people are totally oblivious to. They might know one or two things of what we're covering in this talk, but gotta you gotta make a a real dedicated uh, effort to understand all of these principles. They'll change your life. And the inability to recognize this knowledge can really have a detrimental effect or hurt your life. The sixth principle of natural law is cause and effect. And the way, I guess, the best way that I can explain that is karma, the law of karma. When you look at the word karma, it actually means action, an act that you did, okay? So cause and effect, you, you jump off a bridge 
that's the cause, like you just jump off. And the effect is you land in the water that's beneath you. So as a, if you didn't take that first step, you wouldn't have ended up in the water. Let's say it's a hot day and you want to swim. So if you didn't take that first step and jump off the bridge, the second step would not have happened where you landed in the water and refreshed and cooled yourself off. So cause and effect. Or however you want to express that or explain it to yourself, but it's action. Action is karma. It's like this ruling class Klaus Schwab, as I call him, bootleg Marvel comic villain. You know, he his cause and effect, he's telling everybody that you'll own nothing and be happy, that from now on everybody's going to be a renter and we're going to eat fake meat and insects and stuff like that. He's putting that that cause out. And the effect is that as a result of that negativity that he's putting out and that hate, he's going to reap that. And that action that he took is going to come back to him. Like they say, laugh now and cry later, right? So be very, very careful of the karma that you incur and the cause and effect that you put out there. Because if you're putting out positive, you know, you see an old lady fall down and you help her up, that comes back to you. You know, it's karma. And this is... This is how it's expressed in, in the cause and effect. I say this all the time, but I think it's scientifically proven that they say the best feeling that a human being can experience is the act of helping another person that actually really needs help. You know, that that's the best feeling you could ever have because you feel it viscerally from inside and it radiates through your whole body. You know, that good feeling when you see, you know, again, you see somebody fall, you see an, a hungry guy on the street and you're... you're munching into your Jersey Mike sub. And just as you approach him, you know, you kind of polished off that first half of the sub and you go to grab that second half and you see the bum and you kind of connect eyes and you look at each other and he's just looking at you and you hand him the sub and uh, you give it to him and, and that feeling that you're going to get. I remember when I was a kid, I was kind of a bad little kid in a way. I was hungry, you know, I, I kind of bought up kind of bad. And I, I was in a supermarket. I used to kind of lift food, steal it to eat, you know, because I was hungry. And I don't encourage anybody to steal or whatever. I was hungry. So I went into the supermarket. This was in Boston. I was like 13 years old. And all I could get was a big piece of mozzarella cheese, like a block, like a square block. I was able to slip it up my sleeve. So I went back with my friends and everything like that. We went to the proverbial school, your print, print school on Exeter Street uh, in Boston, right by the commons. And there was an old black bum and he was sitting on the basketball court on the edge there. And I took a bite of the cheese and I spit it out. I really didn't like it because it was cold. I didn't know. So I said to the bum, and he's looking at me. I says, yo, you want this piece of cheese? And I'll never forget. He looked at me and goes, yes, I do. <laughs> and everybody cracked up. I gave him the cheese and he just inhaled it. He finished the whole thing. And I had this feeling in me. I was like, damn, you know, like, wow, as a result of me giving him the cheese, he was able to fill his belly, man. And and I I can't explain it, but I kind of I kind of remembered that, man. You know, that's just to put it in, in a life example. But yeah, cause and effect, man. Check it. The New Age community, they don't want to believe in cause and effect of karma. They believe that everything is centralized on you. And that's what really Satanism is, is where you're God and you're everything and everything is here to serve you. You know, uh, I'll kind of leave it at that. But, you know, look at people that are into that kind of lifestyle and what this matrix system is trying to perpetuate on us to get that bigger car and the bigger house. And, you know, you step... You know, you, you you walk up the ladder of success by stepping over other people's heads, your competition. It doesn't work that way, man. You know, all that does is bring negative energy, negative karma back on you. And when you least expect it, that's going to snap right back on you. And you're going to you're going to find out what this law of cause and effect really is about or the law of karma. You, you eventually will find out just like eventually Darth Vader.
uh, is going to find out. You know, Klaus, <laughs> Klaus Schwab. I can't even stomach watching this guy, man. Any of them, like Joe Biden or Kamala Harris or any of these clowns. The minute I see them in my feed, I just keep scrolling because... It, it, and it's not that it even makes me angry or feel bad to look at him. I just really feel sorry for them. Like I said a few podcasts ago, George Soros is my shadow. You know, he's my shadow. He is the, you know, the dark side of, of humanity, which we all share together. We share one consciousness. So obviously if we all share one consciousness, because we don't own this consciousness, this is a consciousness that we are bought into. Because when you die, your consciousness doesn't die. Your body dies. You know, as it says, as a lump of salt thrown in water dissolves and cannot be taken out again, yet wherever you taste the water, it is salty, you know? And then, you know, like I always open up my, my podcast with that. Uh, that's from the Upanishads. But... It's something to really look at, man, because people don't have a real understanding of these principles and really the right way to live. So they get, when they find out, it's going to be a little bit too late. Even a lot of people that do that uh, NDE, that near-death experience, you know, they they if they didn't live their lives right immediately, when if they resuscitated and they come back, they most of them they change their lives for the better. You know, it's crazy stuff, man. But we'll, we'll continue on here. So the law of cause and effect states that every cause has an effect and every effect has a cause. Every single thing that occurs happens according to law. Chance is a name for law not recognized. There are many planes of causation, but nothing escapes the law. So is there free will? Yes, there is. So is there free will to ignore law without consequence? No, there is not. That's the limit of free will. Free will is operating within boundary conditions that I'm referring to as natural law. It's a series of laws, actually. Free will is operating within boundary conditions that cannot be exceeded or gone beyond without consequences. Oh, yeah, you can break natural law, but you cannot break it without consequence. You hear that, Klaus Schwab? Cannot break it without negative consequence. So will this consequence happen immediately? No, it will not happen immediately. There was a time lag. You set the cause into motion. The universe is going to intelligently. So what the universe does is it aggregates all of those actions that you've taken and then return back to you with the consequence that's appropriate according to its own law, the natural law. So the more pain you put out there, the more pain you're going to get back. The more love you put out there, the more love you're going to get back. It's that simple. It's karma. There is a time gap between the cause going out and the effect returning to you. Nobody really knows what that is, but you'll you'll realize it when it happens to you. So this is why this law is a little bit more difficult to comprehend because there's a time, lag, time lag between the cause and the effect. So it's a little bit different. It's kind of like that rhythm where you have to really be observant and see. It's, each of these laws has a different way it operates. So we have to try to figure out how each of these laws really work so that we can work along with it and not against it by what we perceive as linear time. So there's two planes that we have to look at here. It's the plane of effects and the plane of causes. No power to affect any change lies on the plane of effects, which is the physical manifested reality. Again, what already is, nothing can be done about. What already is, you cannot change. You cannot change the past. You can put actions into effect that you start right now that will 
impact your future, but you cannot go back and change the past. That's gone. A lot of people don't realize that and they live their lives in the past, which is really not living at all. So what's happening right now is the truth. And all you can do is, is accept it or reject it. You can't change the past, but you can affect change for your future right now. So the physical world that you see manifesting right now happened as a result of actions that were taken in the past. So the physical world that has manifested up to this point happened because of things that occurred in the past. The causes happened in the past and there's nothing you can do about that right now. The plane of effects in the physical world is where manifested realities have already occurred, have already taken shape, have already formed due to the underlying causal factors. The plane of effect constitutes that which has already occurred. As such, no power to affect change lies here because that which has already occurred cannot unoccur. It has become that which is, or truth. Human consciousness seems to be trapped on the plane of effects, meaning that humanity as a whole remains ignorant of the underlying causes which they themselves have set into motion, which leads to self-inflicted suffering in our lives. So if you're trapped at this level, what's happening is you're looking at the symptoms and not the causes. So let's look at the plane of causality, the other plane. This is the mental realm, the mental world. Again, according to the law of mentalism, the first principle, principia of natural law, everything that manifests must first manifest in mind before it can manifest physically. It only manifests in the spiritual domain as a result of first taking place in the mental or the mind. So now the seventh principle of natural law is the principle of gender. Gender exists in everything and everything has its masculine and feminine expressions, components or principles. Gender manifests in all planes of existence, spiritual, mental, physical, on every plane it exists. So what we wanna briefly talk about here is mental gender. Mental gender is the coexistence of the masculine and feminine principles in the mind. Our left brain hemisphere, the masculine aspects of the mind, or the intellect, logic, analytical thought, linear thought processes, while the right brain hemisphere largely facilitates the feminine aspect, or intuition, aka the Tao, meaning creativity, compassion, holistic thought process, everything integrating together. So it's really important for us to take a deep dive and a good study on this, these natural law principles, these seven principles. Be careful not to stray off the wrong path because, again, at some point, some fulcrum point, it kind of tips into some real negative and demonic stuff, which you really want to keep away from. Be aware of what you're reading, who has written this when you listen to a speaker, don't automatically just, unless if it's Aleister Crowley or some demonic figure like that, then you don't listen to anything they say. But you have to be careful and sort sort through your sources and take take what's feeding you and take what you, from your gut, know that is a good teaching and discard the rest of it. And then you just keep keep moving down the, uh, the road. So that kind of wraps it up for this, the seven principle of natural law. Um, I really do want to thank you for listening. Go check out my Telegram and, and put some good information. Let's exchange some ideas. For those of you who are into the Reddit, uh, you can check out my Reddit page. Again, all of the links are in my link tree that are in my Instagram, that are in my Reddit, and that are on my homepage, which is alphamalebuddhist.podbean.com. I'd like to see some activity on, on, the, uh, on the Reddit and on the um, Telegram. So check it. Again, thank you for listening. Namaste and praise Jesus' name. 
Welcome to the Alpha Male Buddhist from Brooklyn podcast. I'm your host, Miguel. I like to cover topics from ancient history, great leaders and generals from the past, and I also like to talk about self-realization, truth, critical thinking, and strategic spirituality. Outside the box, nonconformist. I'm here to shatter the myths of the mainstream media and the beta sheeple narrative. My email address is alphamalebuddhist at gmail.com. My website is alphamalebuddhist.podbean.com. My Instagram is alphamalebuddhist. And check out my YouTube channel, Alpha Male Buddhist, and that's on YouTube. It is the podcast accompanied with video clips that integrate exactly with the podcast, so it's motivational and inspirational. I also have promotional t-shirts. If you go to my website, alphamalebuddhist.podbean.com, you can see the promotional t-shirts there. Reach out to me. Also, if you have any show notes or any suggestions that you would like to hear on the podcast, just reach out and see if I can get that done. I've been getting some really great emails and feedback from my listeners, which is great. So I want to thank you for listening and namaste.